Welcome to another edition of the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast. It is episode 45 of Stands and Fits, presented by the professional NBA program at the Ivy College Business at Iowa State University. What's up, dude? How's it going? It's going good. Good There's time a- to be a Cyclone after that big old weekend of winning. It is a it is a good time to be a Cyclone. 3-0, and uh, man, I guess you could even say 5-0 and weekend. Two women's basketball wins, mm-hmm. a wrestling win. Football yeah. win, a men's basketball win. And I think the cross-country teams did really well at regionals, too. I think they won. Yeah. Both of them won the region, if yeah. I remember correctly. I think even the individuals were Iowa Staters. You can make the case where it was the best all-around weekend of Iowa State athletics ever, honestly. I can't argue it. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know every Obviously, weekend of Iowa State athletics, but... The matchups might be a little bit better for other weekends at playing you know, more high-profile teams. But on the other hand, I mean, how often do you go... 8-0 or whatever it was across that many sports. Exactly. Did the volleyball team win? Uh, I don't know. This is, Come on. This is what we need to know. This is what you're you're here for. Because um, I'm, I'm the Iowa State volleyball correspondent here? Yeah, basically. Well, now, now I want to look it up. I'm pretty sure Jess Shaven was the Big 12 player of the week, so I wouldn't be surprised if they did win. Looking it up right now. Iowa State volleyball if, on their it, website. If they did, we're officially going to deem it the greatest weekend in the history of Iowa State I'm pretty, athletics. I'm pretty sure that they did. There we go. It is the greatest weekend in the history of Iowa State athletics. It has <laughs> okay. been officially declared. There. Yep. All right. Maybe it can... The only way that it can be topped is if they win Maui next week, uh, beat Kansas State to go to the Big 12 championship game. I think that's the only way that it could ever be topped. Dude, that would involve beating Duke, which would be quite simply amazing. Yeah. That would be... Uh, it would be unforeseen. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to pick it. No. Probably not even going to pick them to beat Gonzaga if they get in that position. Okay, officially, Iowa State Volleyball beat West Virginia 3-1. to one. There we go. There we can, go. <laughs> like I said, we can officially declare it the greatest weekend in the history of Iowa State Athletics. My internet finally caught up. So, yes, it's official now. It is now. Officially official. Officially official. Officially. Yep. Let's talk about Iowa State and Baylor. Did you go to the game? Uh, did not go to the game. So, you had... Uh, Great view from television. Yep. Of okay, no, this is where we're gonna go with this. It has been Fitzy versus Baylor for the last two days oh, yeah. on on Twitter. Oh yeah, and I don't really want to give any of their people. No, we're not gonna give any. We're anything. not gonna give any names. But, but yeah, you have been. I've, you, I've been John with a few Baylor fans. You even got into it with Adam Gray. I did. Well, that was that was a little bit different. That was about the the fight itself. But and I think Adam sometimes I know. He likes to stir the pot on a few things. I don't know if he didn't. He say he was trying to play devil's advocate. Well, I called him out and I said that he's. I said that he's trying to play devil's advocate. And I don't know. He he might actually be holding that fact to where he believes what he said. But I don't know. I I still think as an Iowa State fan, and as an impartial fan too, I think looking at that, it's just tough. Whoa! What was that? I don't know what that was, but it really hit me hard in the ears. Yeah, and I didn't like that. That kind of hurt. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of that. Are we still recording? Yeah, we're good. I, right. That was, uh, I don't even know if anybody that was uh, listening. Is listening can actually hear that. It, but was it, like was, a big, it was like a big pop sound and like followed yeah. by like three little like water drops or something like that. Got a Slack notification. That's what it was. Oh, okay. S- stinking Rob Gray. Come on. Uh, here's Come on, Rob. Sending us messages on the Slack. Uh, but yeah, you have been. Yeah, I've been active. I, you know, active I, on, the, I, on the Twitter the I last don't, couple of days. I don't get in that many Twitter arguments. Like compared to what I used to nowadays, but yeah, I was very active this weekend. Just got asked to be on the radio at seven o'clock tomorrow morning on Sirius XM. Oh, nice. Is this the same one that you were on before? No, this one is with uh, Ari Temkin and, and Dave Archer, former Cyclone Dave Archer. Nice. Uh, is that ESPN affiliate then or something else? No, that's the Big 12 station. Ah, nice. Don't know how I feel about uh being on the air at seven <laughs> o'clock at, in the morning, but so you probably have to at least set your alarm for six fifty. No, I'll probably. I think he said from seven to ten. So I'm. Uh, oh, so you're not. You're not at seven. No, hopefully I can. I can get Come, myself in into maybe the the eight or nine o'clock hours. I don't. I'm definitely not going to be <laughs> be awake to be on the air at seven. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, what were your what were your overarching opinions of the of uh, of of Okay, look, I don't even know what this would. I I call it get fight. that the the rule is that David Montgomery has to be suspended for yeah. the next half, and technically, again, it was subject to review, which is which was kind of my the point that I was joking about. 
was that, oh, you know, since the Big 12 is going to be the institution that reviews it, and Iowa State's playing Texas next week, and both teams have an interest in, you know, playing for the championship game in a couple of weeks from now, there's no way that they would ever, like, rule in favor of Iowa State getting David Montgomery back in the first half. But the Baylor fans say that there's a conspiracy, a Big 12 conspiracy in favor of Iowa State. Which is absolutely insane, because if you have any kind of knowledge about what Iowa State goes against the officials every year, then that's definitely not the case. Yeah, the when I saw someone saying that there was a pro Iowa State conspiracy, I was like, man, we have he, we've hit peak <laughs> we have like we've hit peak Big Twelve paranoia yeah. when everyone is saying that there's a pro Iowa State conspiracy. And that's in a way that's kind of the sign that the program has officially made it. Is that now that like the breaks are going Iowa State's way, even though that, that wasn't really that big of a deal. Because like, I think the Baylor fans were mad about uh, their quarterback getting ejected after the second personal foul. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. Or the second unsportsmanlike. I think that there was other – I mean, I don't know if they were saying there was holding or – It seems like every team that Iowa State plays says that the officials are terrible. I will say that if, if I uh, – if Iowa State – There's only like six penalties in the entire game. If the same thing had happened to Brock Purdy where he had gotten ejected for a second unsportsmanlike in that exact same situation, I would be mad too. But it is technically the rules. That's how it is. Yeah. You know? And that's what, and I, w- I wouldn't say it's a conspiracy. I would just say that, oh, that sucks. That's the rules. Well, and also he is going to get to play in the next game. So it's not yeah. like, yeah, it's not like it's going to hurt them in their next game at all. Right. It just was, it was just kind of ridiculous in the moment where you're like, wait, what's happening? And, you know, I, I, do, I did see some Baylor fans saying that, oh, we were coming back at that point and that kind of like halted everything. But yeah, you were also down by what? Two touchdowns when he got ejected too? Yeah. So. Two touchdowns with. How much time left? I not that much. Not that no, much. No, it was time. in the fourth quarter at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, maybe, you know, I, I don't know. No, probably no. they weren't coming back, dude. But probably not. No. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. I, it's just goofy. It's all just goofy. The at whole this situation point. is, yeah, yeah. The, everything that came out of that whole entire game was goofy. And look, I don't think that. <clears throat> My my argument was that since David had gotten slammed into the Gatorade cart, and then that, like a few plays later he had been the like the first one to get punched at. That's kind of a natural human way to react to things, and of course you kind of have to defend yourself at that point. Right. And I get that he could have not punched, and that like then we wouldn't even talk about this. But at the same well, time, we probably would, but it just would be on a, it'd be a different. Yeah, like he wouldn't be involved in the whole getting ejected part of it. Yeah, but basically. I don't really blame him for throwing a punch back. And if you look at all the stuff that led up to it as a human, I know what the rules are, but as a human, you kind of can't blame him. Like I said, on football and random things, there was a Baylor fan that I saw on Twitter where it's like he had a moment of almost clarity where he tweeted out, this is four years in a row. We've been in a brawl. He's like, either our guys need to get it together or all the other teams in the league (laughs) are doing something to get inside of uh, our players' heads. And I was like, so there's one common theme here. So yeah. close, so close to finding the the thread that you mm-hmm. know that really ties this entire thing together, and you just and then you you let it come down, come untied again. Yeah. And so then the guy I was arguing with yesterday, he was trying to make the case that oh, this current Baylor team doesn't deserve all the flack they're getting just because of what happened at the university a few years ago, obviously with all the the allegations and whatnot. But at the same time, if you're only a couple years removed from something like that, you basically have to be angels out there. Like, if you do anything wrong... Yeah, I mean, it's been two years. Yeah, it's, so. it's, only, been, it's literally only been two years. So, like, if, you, if you're not perfect, then, p- of course, people are going to bring up what happened two years ago. Yeah. But, and what was happening at that school is one of, like, the grossest things that's ever happened in the history of college athletics. Yeah, so exactly. I, I, that's, that's where I... You know, Baylor fans are trying to play like this victim card. There's no right, and I'm like uh, feasible it, scenario where they should be playing the victim card. Exactly. They're we're not far enough removed from this for you guys to be like, oh, you guys are just picking on us at this point. It's like no, maybe no. maybe if we get a decade or two out, then maybe if we're still calling it that way at that point, you can start playing the victim card. But right now, no way. There's still too many people out there that feel like Baylor shouldn't even be in the league anymore, mm-hmm. and it's like. You, I you guys have not done anything yet to change any sort of public perception of your program. That's the exact thing. Like they have a lot of their administration hasn't owned up to what they did, and they have they have not got despite nearly, the fact that they fired everyone. It's like yeah, yeah, and like they haven't gotten nearly the punishment that I feel like, and a lot of people feel like they should have gotten. Yeah. So 
you know, you can you can say you're victims, but at the same time, I think things could have been way worse, and you shouldn't feel that way. Yeah, so. I, that's what that's where my thing was with that guy. I was like, this 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 dude for some reason does not understand <laughs> and he, why we why people are coming at him in and, this certain yeah. in this way. And the funny thing is, he was he was like, saying, your program's indefensible, indefensible 100%. on some level. And he was saying that, oh yeah, I have all all these Iowa State fans in my mentions calling our current team rapists. And stuff like that, and I, I I literally went through all of his tweets, and there were there were a few people that said stuff like that. But well, it's like one I, was a Kentucky fan, yeah. One was a Utah fan, and I haven't I didn't see anyone that I knew from Iowa State Twitter saying any like. Well, like it's that. like there. I had that one thing where I said it seems as though he's upset that people are saying Baylor has or has had, and I like I wasn't saying that it still has rapists on his team. I was like. It's like it's it's undeniable that they did yeah. at one point, and he seemed so off put by people calling the Baylor team thugs. And I kind of understand that, but at the same time, again, the point I made where you have to be literal angels on the field, otherwise people are going to remember what happened two years ago. Right? It's too easy to make that connection. It hasn't been long enough yet for people to forget. There has been no public perception change. No, at the University of Baylor, and especially when your coach like rule after the game he's like taking like no credit yeah for you know like baylor's side of things he did take a little bit more during the, his press conference i don't know if that was today or yesterday but even then still he he did, I, I love he, he liked to deflect a i love your tweet after that conference and you said like oh iowa state's the you know the team that hasn't actually won any games oh, yeah, all these they, other teams have just they remain the team them. with the most wins while actually not winning any games exactly yeah yeah every team just beats themselves yep. it's it's kind of funny how that happens whenever whenever someone plays iowa state they just happen to beat themselves mm -hmm. it's almost like iowa state's one of the only teams in, in the in the league that plays defense or something like that really makes you think yeah it really makes you think yeah i mean i don't know what more can be said about the the baylor game at this point it's it happens a we're, a win, we're all baby. gonna remember it and it's just we're gonna look back and it's gonna be like Remember that time when yeah. Iowa State and Baylor got into a fight? And you know that when it comes up next year, it'll be like the main story going into the game. It's like, yeah, yeah. these guys, these teams don't like each other. And I really hope that Kanae Wangwu, Sheldon Crony, and Johnny Lang all play so great that like the, the loss of David Montgomery in that first half against Texas isn't even like thought of as a, a negative. Like Iowa State just comes out and runs for like 200 yards on Texas' yeah. defense in the I first half. I would love half. that because then absolutely no one would care about what happened in the Baylor game. Exactly. No one should care anyway. Yeah. I don't think it's going to end up being uh, that big of a deal mm -hmm. in the long run. All right, let's look ahead to this game against Texas. It's a uh, it's an interesting game because it's one where I think you can look at it from a lot of different angles and feel like if you want to look at it from one angle, it's like man, I don't know how Iowa State can win. If you want to look at it from another, it's like man, Iowa State's going to win this one by twenty. Yeah, and it it just depends on like how you want to look at the game mm -hmm. to like walk away from it and be like, this is how I feel the game will go. The interesting thing is when you think Texas football, you like, especially from last year, you think, Oh, the three good defenses in the league last year were TCU, Iowa state and Texas this year, Texas's defense hasn't been near as good. No, and especially the last two weeks. And I'm pretty, I'm pretty positive. I looked it up on CFB analytics.com and they're between, I think Texas tech and Kansas in the conference for adjusted defense efficiency. So their defense isn't that good. And obviously their offense, I would say, is much better than last year, especially yeah. with Sam Ellinger running the show. But I don't think they're near as good as Oklahoma or West Virginia on offense. No. And Iowa State, you know, at least handled both of those teams all right. Right. Yeah, I mean, I I think Iowa State can win this game. I really do. I, I haven't decided yet if I'm going to pick them. But I do think it's going to go right down to the last possessions. Mm-hmm. I would be shocked if it was higher than a touchdown margin either direction. I have a feeling it will be nerve-wracking. Mm. That's where I'm kind of landing. It's that everyone will collectively be pissing their pants. Do you see Texas trying to run the ball a lot on Iowa State's defense? Or do you see them doing the whole pick them apart, kind of like Baylor was trying to do, where they do the short passes? The thing I will say is that, as you know, Jeff Woody talks about how it's the – how Iowa State plays the death by a thousand paper cuts defense. Yep. And we haven't seen a team yet that's willing to play that way of that style of offense and just play right into it yet. Yeah. Baylor didn't want to do it and it, it ended up costing them. I mean, they did for 
portions of the, I mean, get part of the way down the field. But then yeah. once the field is so much more shrunk, conspect, like compacted, yeah. then all of a sudden you, it, it doesn't work anymore, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah, I mean, I think they'll probably try and do a combination of the two. You think back to that game between Iowa State and Texas last year. It's not like Texas, you know, lit up the scoreboard or anything like that. What was it? 20 to six or something? Uh, well, I know it was a, a 10 point game. Okay, so 16 to 6, I think is what the final score was. Anyway, if, if I, I remember correctly. Yeah, something along those lines. And I think at least one of the Texas touchdowns was after one of Jacob Park's meltdown what, three of interceptions. Meltdown or interceptions. Like that? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean that that game was I don't even think you can take anything about that game into into account. Like the, the two things I remember about that game was obviously Park not doing very well at all to say the least. The and Bugle then, clone. Yeah. And then also uh, Michael Dixon, their their old punter, oh yeah, he had an amazing game. Like watching, that dude might be the best player in the NFL now. Honestly, he might be. He's such a game changer, and he he kept Iowa State in such bad field position that entire game. Yeah, that so. it just kept like Texas right in between the. I mean, yeah. they were getting the ball with a good chance to score every single time they touched it. But. Exactly. So I, you know, when you, I mean, when you think about like Iowa State had to make all those mistakes, and Texas had such a great field position compared to Iowa State all day, and they only won by ten points. Last year, then it makes you really think that they swing back in Iowa State's favor this year. I think it's going to be a good game, though. I mean, it's not going to be sixteen to six. Mm-hmm. I will say that. I think Iowa State's going to be able to move the ball. Yeah, I think I think it'll get up near the about thirty. It'll be somewhere in the thirties, yeah. thirty something to thirty something. I think will probably be the final score. Was Dicker their kicker? Their kicker last year? I don't think so. I think I, think I was going to say because Dixon and uh, Dixon and Dicker <laughs> would would have made for an interesting special teams yeah. combination. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, if it wasn't against the NCAA rules, obviously that would have been a great T-shirt. Yeah, Dixon and Dicker. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, everyone can buy a horns down t-shirt on cyclonefanatic.com. There you go. Team closet, right? Is yeah, team site? closet. Well, yeah, you should be able to find the link right there. Oh, yeah. Right yeah. there on the site. But uh, yeah, get your get your horns down tea for Saturday night's game. We'll also be doing a game watch at Whiskey River in Ankeny. Is it going to be indoors? I would assume so. <laughs> I mean, because obviously... I the, sure so hope so. There was, the, there was the Oklahoma game last year I was at, and it was hey, fun uh, as hell, but it was you know the, on the roof upstairs. All I'll say is Iowa State's undefeated when Cyclone Fanatic has outs, has uh, rooftop game watches. <laughs> You're very true. That's very true. Well, I mean, at least that I know of. I can't think of another time where we had one of those. And that was the biggest game last year, technically. That was when I remember I showed up at Whiskey River and just hoping that they'd, it would still be competitive at halftime so everyone would still be there. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. yeah, when Oklahoma like scored two quick TDs in the in the beginning, I was like, oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah, that was and then of course they came back. Right, came back and won the game, which was crazy. But no, Whiskey River, uh Saturday night. I suggest if you want to get a table, you get there during the two thirty games. I don't know what the two thirty games are this week, but I don't know. Maybe I will play them. I don't I haven't even I don't follow them at all, but who do they they play Illinois this week? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think on the road at Illinois. If I remember correctly, I saw the. Are uh, you going to come to the game watch? Uh, I don't know yet. Don't know what I'm doing. Okay, we'll see. Right now, it looks like I might be the only person there. So, really? Yeah. Not even like Casey or Jackie or anyone. I don't know about Casey. I haven't asked her. Okay. Because I don't know about Jackie either. Usually, she'll come if we ask her to. All right. Uh, yeah, I'll have to. I'll have I asked to, Rob today, and he said said probably not. So I'll have to coax my wife into it. I might. It might be able to do it as long as it's inside. Yeah. If anybody. Anybody who comes out will get to. They can have a selfie with me and Fitzy. I know that'll be a, that'll be a very enticing uh, reason to come <laughs> what a, to the game. Yeah, watch. That's that alone. You don't even need to come to the game. You just need to come get the selfie. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's gonna be a good game. Let's talk about basketball. Uh, kick Missouri's ass on hell yeah Friday night. Yeah. Uh, do you think that Missouri is just bad, or was that a representation of how good Iowa State can be? Because um, I, I thought I, they played really bad. I didn't think they played very well last night against Texas Southern. Um, I think Missouri's bad. Yeah, but I think Iowa State. Is, I, I think is Iowa better. State. Yeah, it's I, like Iowa State's still good, but that yeah, I think Missouri is just not very good. It's very easy to say that at this point, you can tell Iowa State's ceiling is much much better than it was last year. Yeah, but at the same time, I don't think you can draw too many conclusions, even with the. The good performance against Missouri. Right now, the thing that I like about them is that they play their asses off mm. every possession. Yep. It doesn't matter if they're on off- offense or defense. They are just out there hustling. And the nice you know? thing is, too, they can do that because they're going to – like, even if they don't have that much depth in their current state with all the injuries and whatnot, they are going to be super deep once all the roster is back to full strength. Yeah, sometime in December. Yeah. Uh, 
but like I said, they play their asses off and they're athletic as hell and they're long. Yeah. When they get in that press, they're giving Texas Southern all kinds of problems. They give Missouri all kinds of problems. Mm. They, if they stick with that all year, where it's kind of that, you know, three quarter court, half court trap, mm-hmm. and they're just like trying to speed teams up, mm. they're going to have some success with that just because of how long everybody is. But, uh, I like this team. I like this group of guys. Mm. They need they need Lindell back, obviously. They need Cam back. And once they get those guys, I feel like this roster could do a lot of damage in the Big 12. Yeah. It was good to see Taylor Horton Tucker have a good game. Yeah. Finally made some shots. Yep. He had gotten some good looks against uh, both Alabama State and Missouri, but they didn't really fall. But no. Couldn't get anything to fall. Yeah, he was, he was more in his rhythm. I think he he's kind of the guy who he needs to have the ball in his hands every now and then just like to get in the groove of things. Mm-hmm. But then once he saw a couple go in, then he can make anything. Yeah. He's that guy that you can see where he'll hit like three in a row and he'll just get really hot for like a three minute stretch. Mm-hmm. And then he'll miss three in a row. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, okay, slow down a second. And then he'll get it back and he'll hit three in a row. Yeah. It's just like that, you know, yeah. it's like feast or famine. The thing is I like to this point, I am completely fine with basically every shot he's taken, though. Oh, yeah. No, he's not forcing anything. No, no, no. You know, it's just like... He's playing within the offense, for sure. Right. Yeah. It, you can just see where he gets... He's kind of streaky, I yeah. think. And, I mean, that's perfectly fine as long as you make the majority of him. I don't care. Yeah. You know? And he's... Uh, I, I think that he's going to be, a obviously, a really good player, which mm-hmm. we, we knew to begin with. How do you feel going into Maui? Um... Not too confident, but at the same time, I'm not like scared or anything. Because yeah. I, th- I think they're they're playing with good chemistry for what they are right now. Um, but at the same time, I think there's a lot of question marks still, and you don't really know how good Arizona is to kick it off. Um, you don't know who they're going to be playing after the first game, whether they win or lose. So there's a lot probably of probably Gonzaga. <laughs> if they win, oh, if they prob- win, probably if they Gonzaga. Win, probably Gonzaga. Yeah, yeah, probably Gonzaga. And uh, I would expect to not win that game. It would be interesting if they. Uh... Played Illinois, we get the THT versus. Uh, oh, that would be. Uh, Ayo Desunmo or whatever his name is. That's right. I haven't even followed Illinois. Have they done I have no well? idea. Okay. No idea. But we can recap that whole situation if that arises yep. next week. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I think at this point with the roster they have, it like don't even think about them winning. Just like if they go in and win some games, win two games or something. Yeah. Then you're like, man went pretty well yeah you know and i think i if if you gave me you know gun to my head kind of thing i would say that they lose to arizona beat illinois and then i don't know who they'd play that the third game at that point but probably they would probably play whoever the winner of is the of on the other side i have the bracket here because uh the third fourth place game would be whoever would be the presumed loser of (laughs) so i'm gonna say that obviously auburn and xavier is gonna be a good game but i would think that auburn would win that game yeah, probably. Um, and obviously, I think Duke's going to win the whole tournament. So then the other team would probably be San Diego State or Auburn. Or San Diego State or Xavier, I would think. Mm-hmm. So uh, Either one of those would be good. Xavier's yeah. not near as good as they were Yeah, last year. Yeah, Obviously, J.P. Sleeves is, is gone. Chris Mack's now Chris Mack's gone. Yeah. 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 Uh, San Diego State's always a solid program. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, yeah, so, so I, mean, I, think, I think Iowa State very. I think Iowa State very easily could win two games. Yeah, I, I think my my expectation is that they win at least one game. I would be happy to win two games, and of course, winning three games is out of this world amazing. Right. If they, if they won three games, Iowa State might all of a sudden jump up and be like a top fifteen team. They might be in like the, a top ten team, it, right? In point. the first, uh, because that would probably be wins over, of, uh, obviously of December. A win over Arizona, win over Gonzaga, win over Duke. Yeah. No, not many teams would have that good of a resume at this point in the season. Iowa State would have a case to be the number one team in the nation. They would. Yeah. Which would be go from unranked to number one in the country. <laughs> without without arguably three or four of their best players. Yeah. I think we just... <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is really... This is the dreaming portion of... Stanford. I was going to say, this is the dream portion. This probably isn't going to happen. <laughs> uh, if they're going to beat Duke, it's going to take like Zion Griff. Everybody gets eats like some bad Hawaiian pig and they... Uh, <laughs> And they all get food poisoning. Fresh off the fire, they eat that pig. Right. They're, Duke's playing all of their walk-ons. <laughs> yeah. And Iowa State wins by five. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyways, it's going to be Zion's fun, Zion's sitting on the sideline in a Hawaiian shirt. Yep. Just with a with holding his gut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trying not to, to poop his pants the whole game. <laughs> yeah. 
baby. I do have a bone pick to pick with you. With I, I saw I saw what you put on the forums. Oh yeah, yeah. The uh, so yeah, the, one of the questions from the mailbag was how many points would I have to spot you in a game to ten? Would I have to spot you? Or well, yeah, would you would you have to spot me in a, in a game of one on one basketball? Assuming we were playing to ten, and you said ten. <laughs> wow, that's that was so that was super disrespectful. So I had to be equally as disrespectful in return. I was thinking, I I was like, should I put nine, <laughs> nine and a half? Uh, I was you, like, you went full nah, ten. I'll just give him ten. Yeah, yep. just give him ten. Uh, but then you put. Uh, you put a power rankings of the CF staff, <laughs> and uh, it was like number uh, one was Rob, Rob. One, number one was Rob, which uh, you said something about Rob's skyhook. So I've seen Rob's. Skyhook. I've seen Rob's skyhook. It like it's the only shot I think I've ever seen him attempt, and I don't know if I've <laughs> ever seen him make one. Uh, nah, fake news. Said Chris Williams would be a great all around player. Yeah, he has said on these very airwaves that he's just a spot up shooter. Don't let him let him do anything else. He just can spot he's up. Just, and shoot. He's just being humble. I would say Kirk Holland would be should be number one. He's yeah, Kirk's deceptively tall. Uh, he's he's not as tall as you, but he's taller than me, I believe. And like I said, he he would use the numbers in his favor. Yeah, that is what I said. I think Woody would be terrible. Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Obviously, okay. If, no if offense to Jeff, but I, he just doesn't strike me as a guy who'd be good at basketball. If he was a wrestler or two in high school, was it? If I don't know. Maybe might, I might. Yeah, we might have to ask him about that one. But uh, yeah, being realistic, I think that. Maybe Woody would be below you in the rankings. You might. I'm okay. Maybe I'd give you eight. Okay. Here's the thing. If you, if we played right now, then yeah, I would, I would need like a bunch of points. Yeah. Give me like a couple months to get back. A couple in months to train. What? Yeah. We're just oh, yeah. playing one on one. What do you yeah. got to get in shape for? I haven't for? touched the basketball literally since the spring. What do you got to get in shape for? We don't even run. Like you just, it's all half court. Dude, like defense, man. I need, I need to get that lateral quickness back. I don't have that right now. <laughs> So uh, you're out there doing cone drills. Yeah, that's what that's what I need. I'll just be in the gym for two months doing cone drills, nothing but cone drills. But also I'll, <laughs> you got to earn the ball. I'll, I'll get like 500 shots up a day and then then I'll play. you. No, you got to earn the ball. You got to show you've got the effort on defense to get the to get the basketball. I'll, I'll shoot you some videos of me doing cone drills. Later. One of the best. There you go. OK. In hindsight, one of the funniest things that ever happened to me in my college career was it's like a six. So like at the start of the season, we did two days, you know, practice in the morning and you know, practice at night after mm-hmm. class. And one of the mornings we walked in and our coach made like a big theatrical thing out of he he brought the the thing of basketballs in and then he like wheeled them back into the closet and then he like put the hoops up <laughs> and it was like a, he was making a point that we're not going to be using the basketballs and we're only going to be playing defense. Mm. And this was like at 530 or six in the morning. Yeah. Everybody's just like. God damn it. Can't we just practice? Yeah. We just, why are we doing this right now? Yeah. And it was one of those. Yeah. You have to earn the basketballs to. So did you, did you end up earning the basketballs that, that morning or was it, you, you had to wait till the next practice? I probably not. I don't know. Based on what our record was that year, I'll guess that we probably didn't earn the basketball. So was, was this off a, off a game where you guys got your butts kicked? No, that? this was like in the preseason. This is oh. when we still thought we were going to be good. Oh, so he was trying, really trying to set the tone at that point. Yeah. Yeah. And then we played you. like a, I think we played one of the teams that was like in the top, they were probably top 20 in the country. I like think in the first game of the season, we mm-hmm. competed with them. I remember getting back to the hotel and being in the, our hotel room with one of our seniors. And he's like, man, we, I think we can be a top 25 team. I think we won six games the entire, <laughs> entire season. <laughs> it, was yeah. like, uh, it was just, yeah. So you needed a few more of those, uh, needed a f- earn, earn yeah, the ball. Probably needed practices. a few more earn the ball practices. Probably needed a few more practices with the ball too. But And, and this would have been when you had mono, right? Uh, no, this would have been pre-mono. Oh, was it? Okay. I, it was during conference play when I when I got uh-huh. hit with the mono. I got you. Yeah. So that because that kind of practice would have been absolutely horrendous with mono. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, there was just one thing that we did for conditioning. It was called a Colgate, and it was just like a it's like a circuit of all these different things. It's where like where you have to do like bunny hops and like you know going over the line like all the way yeah. around and if you brought your feet like apart too far like you had just, everybody had to start over you yeah. had to go all the way around and then you had to run like six like down back the, like sides of the court so like back and forth it's yeah. like i don't know they called them like unlvs when i was in high school but this was like part of something else and then there was like push-ups and sit-ups and so know, up downs like all kinds of stuff yeah and the reason that he called them colgates was uh uh if you colgate was what you would need after the drill got over and you had got done bending over the trash can. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. It was a, I've got a lot of good, I've got just like a lot of 
stories that yeah from that year that make you just go wow you, that was a real thing yeah they were they were all real things that's uh that's college athletics for you i guess mm, college athletics on a highly dysfunctional <laughs> incredibly bad basketball team yeah. I, I guess but all right we'll be right back on stains and fits presented by the professional nba program with the ivy college of business at iowa state university hello fanatics this is chris williams There are few financial commitments you will make in your life that are more important than where to get your mortgage from. That's why I want to tell you about my friend Jason Larson at Gershman Mortgage in Ankeny. Here's a real review from a client on Facebook. Jason was amazing to work with. He kept in contact with us where we were at throughout the whole process. When we went to sign, he had coffee and donuts for us that morning. He was super kind and helpful, and we said we would refer him to anyone looking to buy a home. Now, that's just one review. Jason Larson, Gershman Mortgage in Ankeny is an equal housing lender. Their NMLS number is 138063. Give them a call at 515-554-6177. Please tell him that Chris Williams and Cyclone Fanatics sent you. Hey, guys, it's Williams here. On the podcast, on our radio shows, we talk a lot about point spreads, you know, all that stuff. To be honest, I'm not a big better, but I'm really just fascinated by that industry. And I want to recommend a service to you guys today if you're interested in that sort of thing. MyBookie.ag is the website. If you join right now and if you give them our promo code, they will match your deposit dollar for dollar. This is a really good deal. Our promo code is 2427. Again, that promo code is 2427. They have live in-game, live betting. They're in the business for you fantasy guys out there. You can bet over-under on fantasy points for players. There's all sorts of really cool things. MyBookie.ag. Again, that promo code is 2427. You play, you win, you get paid. MyBookie.ag. Hey, guys, it's Chris Williams. We're in the heart of football season now. And I got to tell you, I feel a lot better than I did a year ago. And I owe a lot of that to Dr. Kruger at the Ames Eye Clinic. Also, uh, their Des Moines location is, they're called Des Moines Eye Care in Des Moines. Same guys, really great eye doctors. I never thought that I had eye problems. I don't really have problems seeing or anything like that, but I was suffering from chronic headaches. I mean, it was nonstop. I always had a headache. And I think a lot of it was because I stared at a screen all day. Dr. Kruger took a look at my eyes, took him about a half hour, and he knew exactly what was wrong. Prescribed me some glasses that now I use while I'm on my computer, while I'm working for you guys at Cyclone Fanatic all day. And man, has it made a difference. I'm even sleeping better. I challenge you, if you have a problem like this, any sort of eye problem, to contact our friends at Des Moines Eye Care and the Ames Eye Clinic. You can check out DesMoinesEyeCare.com or AimsEyeClinic.com. I would encourage you to do this and tell them that we sent you. Tell them thank you for supporting what we're doing here at Cyclone Fanatic. Time for Hot Knot here on Stands and Fits. All right, you want to go first? You want me to go first? I'll go first since uh, yours is kind of going to be sandwiched. All right, yeah, go first. All right, so my uh, hot this week, NFL skins in Fortnite, just because it leads to things like Patrick Mahomes tweeting, yesterday I played Fortnite for the first time in a while. And someone killed me with my jersey on. Don't know how I feel about it. So that, I think that's kind of funny. Uh, I haven't played Fortnite for a while. I was, you know, I was into it when it got really hot. But yeah, the the fact that all these NFL players can like play with themselves now is interesting. And it kind of made me think. This is like the first time with like Patrick Mahomes, like the the the, the players that are his age. This is like the first time ever that they've probably grown up playing video games. So like right. professional athletes now are the first like generation of athletes that have grown up playing video. Well, I know like Ben Simmons and uh, Carl Towns yeah. for a while, they played, they did like Fortnite streams. Exactly. Where people would watch them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Those are really, there was another tweet that I saw where it was, um, <laughs> it was like super problematic stuff, like to come out of Fortnite uh, where it was like Colin Kaepernick uh, oh. taking a knee. Uh, I saw one. There was with, one that was Aaron Hernandez with uh, a, with a gun. Yeah, uh, eighty-one jersey. Yeah, there yeah. was Mike Vick with a dog like on his back, uh, and it was just there was one other one I think that was 
that was messed up. I mean, it was just yeah. like all of them you looked at and you're like, oh my God, like, so, this uh, is real bad. Yeah, real bad. But the other, the other cool thing. Was but you I can't saw, stop anybody from doing it. No. You know? And the other cool thing I saw was uh, someone had bought Alan Lazard's number 19 for the Jags, which is kind of cool. And I think he tweeted at him. So. Yeah, I don't know. I don't play Fortnite. I don't anymore. I used to. Yeah, you've moved on to moved playing on. Red Dead for right. how many hours of Red Dead have you played now? Um, again, I played a lot that first day I took off to play, but uh, I've played on and off since then. I probably, I probably put in like a good solid 20 hours in total. In two weeks? Uh, has it really been two weeks? Yeah. Seems like longer Hasn't than it? that. I think so. But again, I probably got... Because like, that was the first time we talked about it was last week, wasn't it? Yeah. All these days, but all it, the but, podcasts running together. But, but again, I, I literally played like 10 hours that first day, so... <laughs> The rest since then hasn't been that. Bad. Has there been anything cool that's happened on the game? Um, so the camp, like where you're located, it moves. And I just got to the chapter where you move for the first time. So that's if anyone else plays, that's like, wh- that's where I'm at. You, okay. you know where I am now. Okay. No spoilers. I, no. I've done a lot of uh, lollygagging, just random stuff. This is an open world, obviously. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, all right. My hot this week is the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, their NBA title odds jumped from 30 to one to 16 to one. That's really good increase in odds. It is a good increase in odds. So who's your not this week? The Philadelphia 76. <laughs> uh, they have acquired the biggest douchebag in the history <laughs> of the national basketball association. And I'm really grappling with it. Anybody who has seen me on Twitter, Anytime that he's mentioned by the Sixers or anybody talking about the Sixers, and I don't even want to say his name. Yeah, dude. I don't want to say his name. It's so funny because I, I, don't, I don't think you got too involved when he was like going through all the drama with the T-Wolves. Uh, we talked. That was right when we did our NBA preview podcast with Bloom and Hurst. We so talked about that for a it? long time. Yeah. Did, did he do a lot of trashing of him? And then now it's yeah. kind of like coming back to bite you in the yeah. butt. Yeah, I've said a lot of things about Jimmy Butler. And now you have to, you're forced to root for him. Nope. Nope. You kind of are. I'm, I'm still holding out hope that maybe he'll just like fail his physical and they'll have to send him back. And the Sixers will, or the Timberwolves will have to send back Sarge and Covington. So throwing out all the off court stuff, strictly from a basketball standpoint, what do you think of this trade? Like for I what? can't, I can't throw all the things out. That's the only problem. But okay, at least attempt. Like for, strictly from basketball standpoint. I mean, I guess it. You know, Covington was a good defender. Jimmy is just as good or better of a defender. He's been an All NBA guy or an All Defense guy for at least once, or probably even a couple times. One of the best defenders in the league. He's obviously a lot better offensively than what Covington was. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's probably a, it's a, it's a solid trade. I don't know how it's, and that's the thing. Like, as a basket, like from the basketball side of things, I think that it's a fine trade. A year ago, I probably would have been all down for it. Yeah. You know, it would have been like, hey, awesome. Like now, the Sixers have their big three, but there's a lot more to basketball than just the basketball. And yeah. now we've got Joel and his personality. We've got Jimmy Butler and everything that he just did in. Timber- in in Minnesota yeah. to get himself run out of town. Basically got in a fight with Carl Anthony Towns mm. on his, in his last day in Minnesota. I, I don't, I can't look past all those things. I'm worried about, I don't want him to come in and do the same thing to my beloved Sixers. Yeah. So then it, what, what are your thoughts on Dario Sarge then? Uh, I mean, it's fine. Not much. I don't know. So you, so I don't consider, think it's going to make that big of a difference. So you consider Covington to be the the bigger piece in that end, well, of, the, end of the deal? No, I mean, because I think Sarge is a good player. I like Sarge. But it's – it. Covington was the guy that, to me, last year was like their weakest link. When mm. it, That team should have made the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. They had every opportunity to win multiple of those games that they played against the Celtics in, their, in that series. Yep. And – that was that one guy that killed them. So you get rid of him. I was saying all I said all offseason that they I thought they needed to get rid of Covington. So I was cool with that. Mm-hmm. And I, and Sarge, I think is just like you were gonna have to move him regardless mm-hmm. of what happened, just because that was your best piece, like best movable piece. Yep. So I had resigned myself to that probably happening as well. But I'm still pissed about the fact that it had to happen for Jimmy Butler. Because yeah. I don't I don't want I don't want Jimmy Butler on my team. I don't so... want to support Jimmy Butler. For from what the Sixers gave up, what would you okay if if you 
got to choose anyone else in the NBA, roughly equivalent value to Jimmy Butler that isn't Jimmy Butler? Do you have anyone like that that you would have preferred them to trade for? I mean, I would have liked to have get, gotten Kawhi, but I don't know. That that wouldn't have probably been similar. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't have worked out the right way. They probably would have had to give up a number one pick, you yeah. know. And, I mean, I would have been fine with that, honestly. But I I don't know. Honestly, is, I would have rather just had seen them just, like, roll through this year with yeah. the same group that they had and not do anything. Or, I mean, except for make smaller moves, then go and make this big splash move to get a guy that it doesn't didn't seem like really anybody wanted. Yeah. So how soon do you think that Butler and Joel Embiid will get into it? Like how, how much longer do you think we'll have to wait? The one good thing is that the, the stuff that made Jimmy Butler mad about the people in Minnesota was that they didn't, uh, you know, they didn't, they didn't seem to want to win. Mm. I think that Joel Embiid has made it quite clear that he very much wants to win. Yeah. And so I, I honestly feel like their personalities might mesh pretty well, mm. but I got to see it. You know, yeah. and I know that the first time Jimmy Butler comes in and does something good, I'm going to convince myself, you know what, it this was all is, worth it. This is all going to work out. Yeah. But right now, of what I've, I know about Jimmy Butler from his time in Minnesota, what I know about him from his time in Chicago, I'm not happy about this. <laughs> yeah. I don't see this going any way but negatively. And the fact that he was and I'm still pissed about I, don't, I still don't understand some with him where he said that he just wants to win. And then the three teams that he said he wanted to go to were all freaking terrible. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, he wanted money. And he just wants his money. And like, that's where I'm at. I'm like, okay, dude, like, if you want to win, get traded to the Lakers or something. Like, go trade it, get traded to a good team, which yeah. now he's gotten traded to a good team. If he really wanted to win, we're going to find out, you yeah. know? And if he really wanted to win, he'll resign with the Sixers. Yep. But if he doesn't really want to win, he's just going to go get his money like he was going to go do anyway. Yeah. So then with Butler, do you think that the Sixers have a realistic shot at winning it all this year? Or do you I think th- that they still need a piece or two? Well, I, I still don't think anybody's going to be Golden State. Yeah. But I think they have a much more realistic shot at winning the East than they did last week. Yep. Uh, I mean, this, the Celtics haven't done anything so far this year that makes you feel confident that they're going to be as good as everybody thought. Yeah. Brad Stevens hasn't been able to put that team together the way everybody's expecting them to. Right now, it looks like Milwaukee is probably the best team in the East. Mm-hmm. I still think the Sixers can beat them. Yep. So, I don't know. I think the Sixers have... I mean, Toronto is obviously a good team with Kawhi and, and Kyle Lowry. And like I said, I, I feel a lot better about the Sixers than I did a week ago about their chances of making a run like that. But I got to see it. I got to see how everything works off the court before I'm going to, you know... Yeah. Before I'm going to buy in. Can't buy in yet. I'm I'm still full on the they got to send him back train right now. Yeah. Well, patience heals. <sighs> I guess so. All right. What's your knot? All right. My knot this week is Stanley passed away at 95. So uh, obviously that's a big bummer for a lot of people just because he's he's the creator of many comics at Marvel like Spider Man, Iron Man, uh, the Incredible Hulk. X-Men and a ton of others. So basically his imagination, like if you think about what he did and what Marvel has blown up into like nowadays with all the movies Mm -hmm. and, you know, countless comics and all that stuff. It's amazing to think about how many imaginations his imagination has like touched in a way. Yeah. There's, there's so many creative forces in the world that have probably drawn from what things that Stan Lee did. And, you know, he's, he was funny all the way up until the way or the day he died, just you know, showing up, showing up in all these cameos and stuff in these in these movies nowadays, and uh, it's gonna be interesting because he supposedly filmed a bunch of the cameos ahead of time because you know, obviously when you get the '90s, you know you're gonna not have much time left. So he'll be seeing himself, well, we'll be seeing him in movies going forward, which will be interesting. I've sure. never gotten big into those movies, so it's I know you know I I. I, still, I respect everything that he did. Yeah. And I know that he meant a lot to people. So yeah. did you see Mike Francesa's reaction to his? Uh, no. Someone called in and asked if he had like ever met him. Yeah. I mean, Francesa, we all know how well, most people, I think, know how things go with Mike Francesa. But yeah. he's like, who? Oh, dear. Stan, Stan who? <laughs> and somebody's like the creator of the Marvel movies. He's like, no. He's like, I don't, he's like, I don't care. He's like, I don't. So, I mean, obviously, I'm sad. I'm sorry they died. He's like, I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Because I don't care about comic books. He's like, all right, next caller. <laughs> it, wow. it was like, whoa, damn. Okay. But 
you're kind of putting your you're asking for that when you're calling into yeah. Francesco like to ask yeah. him about Stanley. If he, if he's you know known for being that way, you kind of got to expect it. You know? He did not even know who Dino Babers was, oh, the, really? the coach at Syracuse, and he's a New York City radio host. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, okay, um, that says a lot. Probably shouldn't ask him about Stanley. Yeah, but it does. It blows my mind how someone who's done that job for as long as they have can continuously just be so ignorant about people that are famous. Yeah. You know, especially someone like Babers who's literally in his backyard. Right. Too. Yeah. So. Mike Francesa. What a guy. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Underrated underdogs. I was so close. You were. I I went with the bold prediction. I was so freaking close, dude. You were. And I, you know, credit to you. You did go with another bold prediction and uh, we almost both won. That would have been the first ever, wouldn't it? I think probably. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're tied now. Yep. Two, I think two I've and lost, eight on the year. I've lost what, like six in a row after my good yeah, start? Because you started, I'm pretty sure you started two and two or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Hasn't been going very well ever since. I've I've been getting so close. Like I think every one that I've picked, it's like the team has covered, but they never win. And that's the thing. I think you've had a couple Except where, for LSU. That I, was the only one that I I mean, I went I went deep on that. You've one. had a couple where your team was leading late too, and then they just lost it. At right the, at the very end nebraska northwestern mm-hmm. that one was another one where it was like it just yeah it it just barely missed the universe inspired against you that kansas i thought kansas was gonna win that game the vampire's blood magic and peyton freaking bender man that's like what was i doing like we're relying on one peyton bender and two kansas being able to break bill snyder's spell kansas has looked better lately though i don't i don't really blame you for putting your trust in them even though it was still out on a limb a little bit and i think kansas state really stinks like i'm just gonna be honest i think that that's a really bad football team yeah they're not in a good state of mind right now either absolutely not that team is real real bad Mm -hmm. all right who's yours this week um well who's your who's your pick this week did you say who your pick was no i didn't do you want me to go yeah go ahead all right i'm taking nebraska what is it plus two and a half yeah, Nebraska plus two and a half at home, senior day at Memorial Stadium against Michigan State. Mm. Michigan State's got a lot of questions at the quarterback position. Defense is good, but Nebraska's offense has been humming as of late. You know, put up 54 on Illinois the other night, which Illinois obviously isn't anything special, but that offense has looked really good as of late. Yeah. I'm going to roll with the Huskers on senior day. I think they've got a lot to play for to, to send those seniors out the right way. That's a good pick. And this was one of the games where I, I considered picking too. I might even pick them next week. There you go. That would be a good one. Actually, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, nah, I don't know. I don't know if, <laughs> we'll I, see. I, don't know if I want to. Maybe, maybe Nebraska will be favored if they win big this week. You never know. On the road at. Yep. In Kinnick Stadium. Yep. I'm not gonna bank I'm not gonna bank on that one. <laughs> All right. Um, my pick this week, well, obviously last week, Cal beat USC by one point, which gives me the win. Cal by one point. Yep. It counts. Uh, I saw win. that you USC and UCLA have like a combined 13 losses, and it's the most ever in the series in like 90 in the 90 years they've been playing each other. That's the most ever combined losses the two teams have ever had when they played each other. Wow. I was actually considering picking UCLA as well, but they're both trash. That's so you can't a bold. Really, I was saying really that's a, that'd be a bold pick because UCLA has consistently gotten their asses kicked. Yeah, that's the thing. All right, so I'm going with uh, one that might be a little bit tough to see happening, but I'm going with Oklahoma State plus four and a half points over West Virginia. I'm kind of thinking that West Virginia might be looking ahead to next week's matchup against Oklahoma. Is that a two thirty game? Um, I don't know. I think it might be. But anyways, I think they're looking ahead, uh, and I think OS, Oklahoma State, they're going to be playing for bowl eligibility at this point still. They're, they're at five wins, so I think that they're going to come out and play well. And it's in Stillwater. And it's in Stillwater, yep. So I think... I could see that. They uh, pull the upset there a little bit. West Virginia all of a sudden doesn't control their own destiny to get in the Big 12 championship again, so that'll be interesting. I'm thinking now, Think okay, so Iowa State wins this weekend. Think how great of a weekend it would be for me if next week if uh nebraska beat iowa on black friday yeah oklahoma beat west virginia and then iowa state beat kansas state that weekend would that that there's no way that all three of those things could happen so i for for jared stansbury that would that would be your personal best sports weekend in a long time probably if yeah ever. yeah because even on saturday like both my teams won that very very rarely ever happens and yeah. if it does happen then it's because one of them was playing someone really freaking atrocious like <laughs> yeah. Bethune-Cookman. Uh, and then the Sixers traded for Jimmy Butler. So like <laughs> there was something that was going to have to level it all back out, you yeah. know? And 
I know that there's no way that all three of those things are going to happen. So I, I, one of them, we need Oklahoma State to win this week so yep. that then one of them becomes kind of just a moot point. It doesn't really matter at the end of the day. Yeah. And I do have to say that we had listeners call us out. Uh, I think we got it wrong last week. That we Yeah, they play be, on Black Friday. Yeah, Oklahoma and West Virginia play on Black Friday. So Iowa State will know what it has to do. Obviously, they want to win no matter what, but they'll know their status for the Big 12 championship game by that point. Going into the... The matchup with the Vampire. Seven o'clock at night. Night game, dude. Oh, my God. Oh, it's going to be terrifying. Yeah. But got to beat Texas first. If everybody in the stadium doesn't have a garlic necklace <laughs> on, then there's been a gross misstep by Cyclone Nation. It was interesting, too, because they held a press conference today. And didn't you like see it was supposed to be different because there wasn't any like player availability or anything like that? Yeah, I did see that. I thought that he was going to re- announce his retirement. But then nothing really happened of importance. But then he didn't. Yep. Unfortunately. No, he dude's going to do everything he can to just make sure it's handed over to his son to try and not have to do it. Yeah. Yeah. He's got to do it though. There's no way that he can't retire at this point. All right. Pick a number between. Oh, wait, these aren't, these aren't numbered. Oh man. I was looking forward to it. Cause you always need to pick numbers. Um, all right. I need a, need a better site. Yeah. I need to find a different site. All right. I won't do a not safe for word work one. <laughs> Tough and fun. Two hundred fifty. Would you rather questions? This might be a site that I use, so I'll go. I'll, I won't pick sixty nine. All right, one and one and two fifty. Uh, we'll go with one twenty three. One two three. One two three. One two three is. Would you rather spend a week in the woods or one night in a real haunted house? A week in the woods or one night in a real haunted house? Well, that, that would make it... <sighs> okay, so a real haunted house, that's up to interpretation because if you, even if you say it's haunted, maybe I don't believe in stuff being haunted. Uh, okay, so I'm, I'm thinking if it's a real haunted house, it's the kind of place where something is going to happen that makes you believe that this place is legit haunted. I still think, I, I, I think I'd pick that over one week in the woods. Because okay, when I think one week in the woods, I think I just I'm thrown in there. I don't have any like tent. I don't have any shelter. I'd have to make everything myself, hunt for meat. You know, full on survival mode. But if it was just one night, I mean, you could watch. uh, You could just watch uh, the Office episode. What's that one called? Oh, the uh, one with Michael Scott's like yeah. When he goes tries to go out and eat the poisonous mushrooms. (laughs) Yeah, he's cutting his like the pants off and like making them into a bandana. Yeah, that's a good episode. Um. So yeah, it was either one week on my own doing everything survival mode or one night where I wouldn't even have to eat any food. I could just literally stay the night. Yeah. Even if something creepy happens, meh, I'll be out of it in the morning. I'm not scared. I ain't scared. Are you sure? I'm sure. What if there's like a chance that you would die? So like something could happen that you would die. You have to like survive that. So it's like, okay, so it would be different if it was one night in a house where I'm going to be like hunted, like where there's like a serial killer, say it's a mansion, there's a serial killer somewhere in the mansion. Or some sort of, you know, a ghost or something that can like, that, like something that can drive you insane enough to yeah, kill yourself, basically. See, that changes things because if I, if I know that I'm actually going to be in danger, then of course I'd go with being in the woods. I would imagine if it's supposed to be like a real haunted house, you're probably in danger on some level. But when I say when, when that's why it says real haunted house, it's not just like yeah, a but, theoretical haunted house. Okay, but then say like I'm being haunted by bounty hunters or something. If if it's a haunted house, and I think oh, probably someone has died there in the past in an unpleasant way. Their ghost is supposed to be haunting, and they don't want you there. You're disrupting them. Uh, see, I don't think that. Uh, I, see, I don't believe in ghosts. I do. I do think we need that to get Chris Williams here. This I do. Th- okay, I do think that demons are a thing okay like the the spiritual realm so wait so you do believe in ghosts no because demons and ghosts aren't the same thing because conversation for a different day it is but actually no let's do it how are they not the same because ghosts i think are inherently peaceful like they're there's they okay so say someone's killed because that's like in like okay. the, their their ghost stays yeah i think is what a lot of people think happens yeah. when, with yeah. ghosts their soul is supposedly not at peace. 
That doesn't mean that they don't. That so yeah, they don't want you in their house. But no, 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 no. They're going to do everything they can be, to drive you out of their house. Just because you're not at peace doesn't mean that you're going to try to be violent as a ghost. Demons are creatures that are inherently evil and that they want to cause you harm. So that's the difference for me between a ghost and a demon. So, okay. So what if these ghosts just start, they start talking to you and they get in your head? You know, and it's not really, okay, so maybe the house isn't even really haunted. There's nothing there besides these ghosts that are there and they get inside your head and they get you thinking crazy stuff. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh no, you, you don't even know what's happening. It's just all subconscious. And then when the sun comes up, all of a sudden you come back to, and it's like, am I alive or am I dead? And I made it through the ghosts. That's all. I, I outwilled the ghosts. There's, see, there's a lot of, a lot of stuff that would have to happen that I don't see happening in that scenario. So. I'm still going with the haunted house. I don't, I'm not scared. I'm just going to say, I feel like you'd regret that. No. I, I, would, I would stay a night in the... If there's ever a time we needed Chris Williams on Stands and Fits, this is it. I would stay a night in the Axe Murderer house. No, you would not. Yes, no, I would. Don't 100%. say that. 100% no. would. You wouldn't, dude. You would piss scared. your pants so quick. I would I not. guarantee it. I guarantee I would not. You don't know what Velisca Iowa is like. If you were in that house and you knew what had happened there, you would be terrified. I, I know On what my happened life, there. Bro. The Axe Murderers. On I know my what life, there. you would be like, I no. I would not. You, it'd take an hour. No. Hour of darkness with no power, nothing. Dude, You're like, I would not be scared. You'd be sitting in there with your little candle and you'd just be like, oh my God. I would God. be sitting in there. I'd just be in my sleeping bag. I'd be like, wow, this is really dark. It's kind of nice and peaceful. And I go to sleep. I wake up eight hours later. I'm out of there. That's it. I don't think so. I think so. You'd hear one noise and you'd be like. I'd be like, wow, like that's that. the wind. Wow, that's a squirrel. Wow, that's an acorn falling off the tree outside. <laughs> I, We're going to have to find this out. This might, have, this might be a challenge that has to go down. It, okay, like honestly, I, I would 100% do it. If you, if you find a challenge where this is possible i will do it Mm-mm. i ain't doing that dude you don't have to i'll do it i'll prove my point oh uh, that's what we need is we need to do like it needs to just be like you me and c-dub like we, or like the whole cf staff we go stay in a haunted house and like we've got to grow uh, get gopro set up <laughs> and just see like how all of us see, react to see, it I, I you guys would turn that into a big event any like like what you just tried to describe any like creak in the floor like you'd be like <gasps> ghost immediately and I'd be like, no, that's just that's just an old house, dude. I'd be tripping. <laughs> I couldn't do it, dude. I don't I don't mess with that kind nah, of stuff. That stuff. I'm even in my me. own apartment and I hear a noise and I'm like, I'm like, what was that? No, nah, see, I just I just think, no, nope, that's just life. That's just stuff going on, normal stuff. All right, sit. So pick another number. That was that was a good number. Um, let's go with two hundred two. Two hundred two. Would you rather know how to play every instrument or know how to spell every word? Know how to play every instrument. Yeah, you would make way more money knowing yeah. how to play every instrument 100%. than you would know how, you knowing be, how to spell every you, word. Yeah, you could go on tour and be insanely talented. Yeah, that's a stupid one. All right, what's another one? All right, Give me uh, one. We're going to do two more because that one was dumb. Let's go 198. Keep it real close. Whether you ra- oh, my God. This one's kind of messed up. Would you rather be buried alive or cremated alive? Oh, man. Oh. Oh, that's so bad. Uh, the one, okay, here's what, the one okay, thing, so. the one thing, if you're buried alive, you're, you're probably going to be there for a while. Yeah, you're, you're going to be there you for know? a while and you're going you're gonna to be suffering. Yeah, for a while. you're going to, like, it's going to get to the point where eventually you just have to suffocate or you, like, starve. Yeah. Those are the only ways that you're going to die. Yeah, okay. If the- you're cremated alive, that furnace is hot. Yeah, like that. That thing would—you'd be dead quick. That's the nice thing, and I—the I, I, logic you just use is what I would say that I would rather be cremated alive. I think just because there might be, be a split second where you like are aware of the fact what's happening, yeah. but if you're buried alive, you're gonna know that you're dead. Like yeah. you're gonna know you are gonna be going to be dead for quite some time. And I feel like being buried alive would be much worse if I was claustrophobic, but I am not. Like I'm not scared of being in a small space, but the. It's the idea of being there for however long you have yeah. to be there. Being there for a long time and then knowing that like there's no way. Like I just have to sit here until I'm dead. I yeah. run out of oxygen. Yeah. That's such a terrible way to go. Yeah. So I would, I would go with burned alive. Okay. Yeah. I would definitely do with the cremated alive too. Because I know that if you're going to have to, I mean, if you're going to have to die in one of those ways, it's just like, I'd rather do whatever's yeah. going to be Wh- the quickest. Whatever's faster. Yeah. All right. Say one more. All right. One more. Let's go with... Uh, Oh, 133. 
This is a good list. Uh, no, say a different one. All right, one thirty-five. I'll read this to you, but okay, I don't okay read it. it. Would you rather live in a very roomy cave or in a one-bedroom apartment for the rest of your life? Oh, that's no. Sh- would you rather? <laughs> would you rather only be able to speak on Wednesdays or only be able to speak in Pig Latin? Oh my! We got a wide range of these things. Yeah, we do. Um, I'm gonna save this list. This is a good list. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Um, I would rather only speak on Wednesdays. I think. Okay. I, I just don't I I hate the, the idea of pig Latin and I, I don't know how to speak it. It just bothers me. So I would not I don't want to feed into the pig Latin at all. Man, I think we could I think we could like fly through this list because this is a good one. And I think even though I can't speak on the other days of the week, I could still type. I could still, you know, mm-hmm. communicate communicate in other ways. So I could get around that way, you know? Yeah. I'm just seeing this one, so I'm going to read it to you right now. Would you rather eat a cup of lawn clippings or a cup of dirt? <laughs> cup, cup of lawn clippings, obviously. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, that one's good. We, man, I need to, yes. I need to figure out a way to like note the ones that we've already done. But Book, uh, Yeah, bookmark that one for sure. I did. All right. Thanks, man. Yeah, find a, find a haunted house for me to stay the night in sometime. I'm going to. We're going to make this happen because I know that I know you are not near as tough as what you're Dude, trying to I, make it I, out to be. I am not scared at all. I am 100% saying that, 100% honest. I'm just saying that when we send you there, your family, we, you're going to have to sign some sort of <laughs> waiver because when you go crazy and inevitably, and inevitably something bad happens and you have to spend the rest of your life in a mental institution, it can't be coming back on what, Cycle Fanatic. What would happen is you would send me there and then you'd probably like show up and try to mess with me in the middle of the night just so I would start freaking out. I'm not messing with those ghosts, bro. Oh, yeah? No. I ain't, that ain't me. Uh-uh. Well, nothing. Uh, if you want to go and disturb the ghost, man, that's it's, all you. That ain't on me. If you're not gonna mess with me, then it's gonna be a real peaceful night there in, in the in the axe house. If you want to go and disturb the ghosts, <laughs> that's your prerogative. Right. I don't want nothing to do with it. All right, sounds good. Thanks to the professional MBA program, at the Ivy College of Business at Iowa State University. Talk to you guys again next week. Remember about the watch party, Whiskey River Saturday night. Get there during the two thirty games if you want to get a table. Come on, hang out. It's gonna be a fun night. Beat the Longhorns.